Hey, this is Omar, and this is, and that's okay. This is a podcast about life, mental health, and taking care of ourselves. To be respectful of our jobs and others, we will avoid saying the name of people we work with and the name of the jobs themselves. We will try to avoid just saying names in general. This is not a podcast where we will diagnose people. It is about our experiences and the connections we've made with people we care about, we know, or love. Focusing on self-care. Enjoy the show. Hey, it's Omar and Katie and Bree, and we're back with season eight, episode four. In this episode, we're gonna be talking about well-being and family, or self-care and family. And so I'm just gonna start right out the gate. When I was thinking about this episode, the saying, blood is thicker than water came to mind. What do you guys think about that? I have big opinions on this subject, being from the mental health field. I think, And this, again, is just my personal and maybe professional opinion. But I think that that's not accurate. Um, I have seen a lot of people come sit before me and just spend so much time talking about the hurt, damage, trauma that have come from family members, whether it be intentional or not. And so for me, I think the evidence that I've seen in my own life just outweighs that saying and that sometimes it's not the blood that's thicker than water. Sometimes people have closer relationships with adoptive parents or their chosen family, especially in the LGBTQ plus community. I think that is really huge too. Yeah. uh, I appreciate that perspective, Katie, because I, (laughs) I can attest to, uh, family members having done some pretty significant damage on my psyche and just like it, like from early on, just uh, how I developed and my attachment style and, and um, the way that I view relationships in general, uh, not super stable because of some fan, not, not all my family members, obviously. And I don't think it was all intentional either, but I think that, um, being, uh, in (laughs) deeply entrenched with your family members right up, you know, from birth provides a lot of opportunities for things to go off the rails and, and a lot of opportunities for things to go well or poorly. So, Maybe that's not fair, but that's just how it shakes out for we humans. And yeah, so I, I would tend I I certainly have some of my close family who I maintain really strong relationships with. And I have other family members who I don't speak to anymore because that's what was best for my mental health and well-being. So yeah, I don't know, Omar. I think it's a, I think it's a mixed bag. When I think about the saying and family in general, I did Google it 
and I'll Google it again because it was such an interesting saying, but I, I don't want to get it wrong when I say it because there's an interesting um, point of view that Google takes. So just give me just a second. So when I Googled it and it says from a full quote, and this is just from a quote, it says, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. The saying means that chosen bonds are more significant than bonds with family or water of the womb, which is interesting, right? When you talk about it in a modern day, modern day sense, it's supposed to mean family is more important, but this is saying something that's opposite. It's more important of the bonds that you have that are more important than can be more important than the bonds you have with your family or the chosen bonds you have. So that was interesting to me too. Just to honestly, you know, put that out there. Honestly, thank you so much for doing that research and looking it up, Omar, because my mind is just kind of baffled right now because I had never heard the history and what it was actually intended to imply. Yeah, I wonder what Freud would say about that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I just I don't know. Just, oh my, yeah, like I had a lot of mom issues, so it, that one really hits home. I like that. <laughs> I just thinking about it just gives a different perspective to it. And also like I'm sure people could argue the other side. Your bonds with your family and those are people who have had really good bonds with their family of you know family is blood and my bond with them is and more important. And like you two are talking for some of us, the bonds with other people have been more important. The bonds with um, some people in my life that I know and people that I consider family, the family, family members that I've chosen are stronger bonds than I've had with some family members. And I think from a mental health post perspective or a, self-care, well-being perspective, to me, having the ability to choose who's in your life and the impact they have on your life is more important. I think that saying, when you use it in the uh, sense of family and family's more important, allows can allow people to get away with things they shouldn't be able to get away with. And I, I mean, I'm not saying this applies to everyone, I'm not saying or blaming any, anyone. As we dive deeper into this, that's where my mind goes. Family is one of your closest relationships. And Bree, you said it about you're born into it. You don't really get a choice. What happens as you're young and you're growing up and you're connecting with some people who are supposed to be there in ways for you that sometimes honestly can't be there because they have things going on for themselves and sometimes choose to treat you in a certain way. And that's hard. And when I hear people talk about it sometimes, and I've been in rooms when people have said it and I've heard other people say it and they've used it in a way to hold power over people that hurts and people's mental health is at risk and their self care is at risk and their well being is at risk. And so, yeah, it, like you said, it's a mixed bag. I think that was so important, too, as we're getting closer to the holiday season, because I think something that 
is generally experienced across the board is more stress coming with family interactions, family events, or family expectations. And I think that also goes for people who have great relationships with their family and whose families are very supportive. And it makes sense because then end of the year is coming, we're wrapping up, we're celebrating so many things, but the mental health stress that is put on ourselves being in situation after situation like that is pretty big. And on the opposite side, what about the people who maybe live far away from home and don't get to go home during the holidays and see their family? That has a whole load of mental mental health stress as well. I think it's a very well put, Katie, of how about those people who don't get a chance to do that and are far away from their family? I think about when my dad was in the military and him have to be far away from us as kids. And I know people who have relatives who are still in the military and friends who were in the military and them having to be away from their families and how mentally taxing that was for them. And people who travel in general or college students who can't make it back home. Yeah, it was uh, randomly. I don't even know why thinking about Thanksgiving today because it's my favorite holiday. Like, I guess probably because it's November 1st. I was like, oh my gosh, Thanksgiving is next. I'm so excited. But my parents are divorced and there was a, a span of, you know, like a couple of years there where the holidays meant something very, very different for us. It was like, like, I remember the first Thanksgiving with our parents apart you know, I don't think there was any expectation that we would do like a big meal at my dad's house. So instead, my aunt and uncle like took that pressure off of him and invited us all over to eat with them. And like, we did this big, you know, like big gathering. And then I remember the second Christmas, the first one that we couldn't be with my dad on Christmas day. We had to do Christmas on Christmas Eve and my sister cried and refused to open any gifts because it wasn't Christmas day. And why did we have to do this? And what, you know, and so to think about those experiences and how difficult those holidays were to now being in a space where like we've put in so much effort to make it just a positive, happy thing again, that we all enjoy and we love you know, spending time with one another again. And we, we made it exactly what we want it to be and how much I love it now. And like, again, (laughs) and it's still with, you know, my immediate family and now also a brother-in-law that I newly added. So like, yeah, the, the, even the holidays are a mixed bag. It's like, you can have such a wide span of experiences over the course of lifetime. And, and I think, you know, at least for my well-being, we have to, like, we had to find a way to make it. The holiday is, like, enjoyable again. And also, I need to know, is Christmas music on the radio now? Because I'm going to start driving more. <laughs> if so, <laughs> I love Christmas music. Like, I'm very excited, you guys. This is a weirdly happy time of the year for me. <laughs> Brie, can I introduce <laughs> you to Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora? <laughs> I listen to that too. It's just that like, I like really to be immersed in it. 
<laughs> I like multiple sources. <laughs> Three songs on at all times. <laughs> I also think about those people who fear the holidays and have trauma in it and how terrifying it is to go home and how when they've gone home and it doesn't even mean something's you know a family member's done anything to them but there's been a tragedy and a family member's gone and that person's no longer there and that person's no longer there to be able to share within those times anymore because they are gone and also the trauma that has come from that and so connecting uh with family and connecting with the holidays it is these are upcoming big events for a lot of a, a lot of us and so how do we take care of ourselves during this time i remember when i there was a time when i was visiting family members a lot and then when you get there you're just back to back to back to back just visiting everybody and trying to see everyone and fitting in time everywhere and you're exhausted and you're tired and you you can't wait to see people but and also there's a an element of i can't wait for it to be over because i'm so tired and worn out and i need a break because we're getting ready to hit this really fast highway of thanksgiving and then christmas eve and christmas day is coming and then new year's is going to come and then all of a sudden it's going to slow down and we're going to get into our slower months and then that's the time when people are going to be processing one way or the other and i think it's such a juxtaposition to what society tells us the holidays should feel like i just think of all the holiday commercials coming on and everyone's sitting with hot cocoa and snuggling and acting like that's the only thing that they had to do that day and in reality a lot of the times it's very different and our self-care can go out the window and just be forgotten or we're told to feel guilty because this should be self-care seeing your family should be self-care celebrating holidays should fall into that so a lot of the times i urge my clients and i have to remind myself as well that we have to surround ourselves with so much softness and grace in those moments and softness can look so different for different people like i imagine the three of us all have different meanings of what softness feels like and so whatever that is for you and then also just giving yourself grace and that you're not going to be perfect with every interaction and every day is not going to be a hallmark movie and that's okay because we're given like the best we got yeah definitely giving grace but then i also think just like empowering yourself to make it what you need it to be you know there aren't like hard fast rules you know we're adults like if it doesn't make sense to speak to a particular person or visit a particular person or or you know any number of things that might come up over the holidays i think that that's a space to kind of explore you know okay like am i triggered what's upsetting me what you know what is the need that's not being met right now and how do i better communicate that and especially i think it's so easy to um not communicate in a healthy way with family <laughs> like you know like the tendency with siblings is to just like if you're upset just yell at each other and not 
you know, and kind of, and like, even my dad and I have gotten into this weird dynamic where like, if one of us just slightly elevates our voice and starts to like, it's like somebody has to shut it down immediately because we're about to like, and neither of us wants to yell. So we just like, okay, like try again, you know? And so like, yeah, it's an opportunity to take care of ourselves, but I think it's an opportunity too to like kind of explore those relationships and, and the way that we communicate in, a, in our family dynamics, because it's very different than we communicate with anyone else, right? Like, I don't talk to my, you know, friends and coworkers and acquaintances the way that I talk to my family when I'm at home. And whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But it's just, it's such a different dynamic to navigate during the holidays, especially. Yeah, I completely agree. And that reminded me of a big point, too. We regress so much when we're back with our family or we're back in our childhood home. It's literally like a time vortex for our nervous system. And so you're probably gonna find yourself responding to your parents or siblings like you were a teenager or a child because that's what your body knows. And so I think that's awesome what you were explaining, Brie, especially between you and your dad because I think that can model such healthy communication for a lot of other listeners and family members of it's okay, one, to make mistakes, and you do have that control to make it what you want it to be. In connection to that, I think it's also okay to take a break in the middle of it, to take a breather. There's a lot of things that are going to be going on. There's a lot of things that are going to be happening. People are going to want to go and do things together. And I think it's okay to say, Hey, I'm going to sit this one out for this point in time and just take a minute, take a nap, read a book, take a step back, watch something on TV, give yourself a chance to recharge so you can be present. And in those moments with family members and people that you love and are close to, like it, I, it can be such a whirlwind during this time. So yeah. So do we think it's time for some uh, Katie's Corner? Katie's Corner. <laughs> yes. I'll get us all set up. Welcome to Katie's Corner. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Today, we talked a lot about the upcoming holidays and how that's going to impact us with our families, with our self-care, and with our just well-being overall. I would encourage our listeners to really take a step back and think about your own family dynamics that might currently be at play. What might need to change to make this experience what you want it to be or to best serve you? And how can you give yourself grace and surround yourself with a softness to help guide you through this holiday season? There are things we can do to take care of ourselves. And sometimes it takes time to figure it out. And that's okay.
Hi, thank you for listening to our podcast. I also want to say thank you to all guests, hosts, and those who help us produce this podcast. I do also want to reach out and say thank you to those who follow us and support us. We couldn't do this without you. Connect with us on Instagram and TikTok. The name is A-N-D-T-H-A-T-S triple O-K all lowercase. Hope to hear from you soon.